Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason uh, Shear. And I don't know why you said your name that way. Shear. Uh, <laughs> Shelby, look, let's just get right to it. Shelby just spent the last three hours as a... You know, like, sometimes your fandom is torn. Shelby hates Duke basketball. I do hate Duke basketball. But she was definitely openly rooting for I Duke football. I was impressed by Duke football tonight just because... Openly Clemson rooting. was so bad. <laughs> they were so bad. And it hurt my heart. And uh, the last time... Shelby has a crush Duke on Mike Elko. football beat a top 10 team was in 1989 against Clemson. So they'd come full circle. I thought it was Florida. They said on SportsCenter it was Clemson in 1989. Oh. So apparently... Is that not right? Keep talking. No. I don't, want to, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I like how you're correcting me on the podcast. It, it wasn't. Yeah, I could have sworn he said the last time. It was 1989. It was against Clemson. Uh, yeah, you're right. Ah! <laughs> Hold on. We should delete this. All wives win. We should Woo! delete this. No, we're not deleting this. No, it's because of Steve Spurrier at Duke. That's why I forgot. Anyway. Kind of funny. And I got it confused because at the press conference today, Jeff Fish said that he was at Florida, the only time he's been to Mississippi State. Oh, okay. That's why you were confused. And they got ravaged yeah, in that yeah. game. That was Jason in real time fact-checking his wife, which he does frequently, Maybe by the way. Maybe we should fact-check if you even my wife. Anyway. Uh, now we're going to delete guess, this podcast. Let's start all over Great again. job to uh, do football, whatever. Uh, but I do like Mike Elko. He seems like a cool dude, so... Um, no, but seriously, should I delete this? No. Before we continue to talk about Arizona football and Jed Fish's press conference, we do have a message from our sponsor. Well, Shelby, you can get a Duke football shirt. <laughs> no! <laughs> um, from Home Field Apparel, or you can get an Arizona I would get an Arizona shirt from shirt. homefieldapparel.com. Code word, uh, Wildcat Scoop 23, all caps, one word. Um, yeah, it's great gear, great stuff, great time of year, great everything, Shelby. It is. What a great long Labor Day weekend we had. It was super yeah. awesome. I'm, I'm literally I'm trying to find it because um, Jed, my friend Jed here, said that they got annihilated. And he wouldn't even say the score. He just kept saying, like, it was ugly. So I'm looking. Oh, it was ugly. No, it, was, it wasn't that bad. Uh, they lost to Mississippi State 47-3. Uh, to three. Who? No, 47-35. to 35. Florida was ranked number three. This is when Jed Fish was on the Florida staff. Oh. They were, Florida was ranked number three, had beaten Tennessee a couple weeks before, went on the road for it looks like, yeah, went on the road. And lost to Ooh. Mississippi State, forty-seven to thirty-five. That was a really good team. That team was ten and three, Brutal. ten and three, and finished the nation tenth. Mississippi State wound up going eight and four. Um, yeah. So Jed has some experience with Mississippi State on the Stupid road. Ass cowbells. Oh uh, yeah, that's. Gonna it's be interesting. Fun. That was an interesting moment from the presser because technically you're not allowed to play the cowbells during actual play like you could play them in huddles or after a play or whatever you mm -hmm. can't have it when the team's on the line of scrimmage or it's a penalty but i'm not sure they actually follow that 
the Jed was definitely laying the groundwork for like if they play it during our play. Uh, I'm he might be challenging. Yeah, I'm gonna say something to someone. Ooh, I like I said, it. Jed, you crazy, baby. You crazy, baby. Jed, All right, Jed, you crazy. Um, so if you've listened thus far, uh, Jed, you crazy. It's Shelby one, Jason zero, and Jedfish gave an injury report today at his press conference. What is the status of Stukes and Polito? Before I answer that, I want to paint a picture for everyone so you can understand what happens when Shelby wins an argument. Okay? Shelby and I, whenever we go to Peter Piper, or really anywhere with an air hockey table, oh, man. we play. And I am very good. I'm le- I used to have a table in my house growing up. I am a legitimately really good Right, and so I dominate Shelby. No, 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 stop, no, no, no. Stop, stop, I stop. beat you frequently. No, no, no. Back in the day, I dominated you, and then one day Shelby beat me. One day, <laughs> literally, to move. I think the record. She's laughing because she knows what's coming. The record moved to Jason ninety nine. Shelby won. So Shelby takes that one, takes a picture of the table and the final score. Say this is where I just killed Jason. Puts it on social media. Sends it to friends. I mean, it was it unbelievable. Was great. She still has it in her phone. Yeah, I do. It's fun. So, but I uh, to I do beat you now regularly. So anyway, it's fun. And I believe I asked the question, sir. So please answer the question. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, the status of trade on Stukes. Jed didn't come out and say it. But if you read between the lines, it definitely sounds like Stukes has a concussion. He mentioned kind of day to day out of our hands medical team gonna look at him won't know till thursday or friday probably so the implication that's like code word for concussion right the and and because he said uh protocols too he's that's another one we won't know until thursday or friday based on all the protocols that are in place protocols are concussion protocols so we won't know his status until later the week but obviously it sounds like you know the ideal situation they're they're not going to practice friday they're going to fly out um, so I, I, or maybe they'll do a walkthrough, whatever. So the ideal situation is that Thursday he would be able to practice. If he doesn't practice on Thursday, I don't know. He's good enough where he can miss practice and play. Um, Raymond Polito is somewhat of a similar situation, only in that we won't know until Thursday or Friday. Um, so it, it, it's, I don't know if he has a concussion. I don't want to go. It, there's different verbiage, but it sounds like we won't know their actual status until later this week. Um, and I don't think that's just Arizona playing games because it's Mississippi State and all that. Uh, I just legitimately think that, that they won't know. Well, and after the game on Saturday, he, he mentioned stitches. That Polito got some stitches from that little bike accident. Yeah, and like if you're an offensive lineman and let's say you get stitches... Really, anywhere. In your leg, But if you got, like, stitches in your leg and you're bending your leg all game, you're not playing. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, so they got to get him healed up wherever that happens. So that isn't surprising um, at all. Uh, So Saturday's game will obviously be tougher than last Saturday against NAU. What did Fish say about Mississippi State? I'm glad you asked, Shelby. So if you're new to this whole presser presser thing, basically on Monday, Jed Fish will review – um, say a quote or two about the opponent, and then Thursday's press conference from Jed will be um, all Mississippi State, pretty much. Uh, he did say, <laughs> uh, he did say, I'm laughing because I just saw someone tweet and call him Will Arnett, uh, but it is Zach Arnett. Will Arnett is an actor. 
Uh, right? And Let's... a great actor. Yeah. And um, he's the voice of the Buttercup commercials. Wait, no. Buttercup. Reese's Peanut Buttercups. Yeah. What? Will Arnett is the voice of the Reese's Peanut Buttercups. Do you want to fact check that too? No, shut up. Was, why are you being so mean? I'm being feisty. Oh, Duke wins and you get feisty. Okay, um, so he he basically uh, showed how much he loved Zach Arnett. Uh, said they're tough to move the ball on. It's as if he knows all the questions you're going to give him and he has the answers to the test. Um, you know, this is a guy where, like, he ran it, he coached it, he was a GA in their defense, three three five, knows it to a T, and I believe returned pretty much everyone from last year except for the starting safety which we'll get to in our game preview later this week. So that defense knows everything that they need to know. That defense is going to be very, very good. Um, and then, of course, he he talked about the Cowboy Bell and all that. He said he hadn't watched the offensive tape. He does know that it's a, it's a different system. They're more balanced than they were under leash. They ran the ball for 300 yards. They used tight ends, um, you know, and uh, it, so it, it's, it, you know, they're, they're going to do uh, – the cowbells into practice. They're going to pipe those in a little bit. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll know more about what his thoughts on Mississippi State, but this is a, look, you can just tell, like, this is a matchup. You could tell from the players on Saturday when they were asked about it. You could tell from Jed, I'm sure, when we talk to the coordinators and players again this week, uh, they, they are very well aware that they are the underdogs, on the, the heavy underdogs on this trip. And, and they should be. I mean, Mississippi State had a very good defense last year, and they pretty much returned everyone. On offense, they returned quite a bit. Um, that's not easy to do. And, you know, you're talking about Duke football, but like Mike Elko just said it great. He goes, not only when you're in the portal are you fighting to add players, but you're fighting to keep them. To keep and them. when you look at Duke, they brought back a ton. And if you're able to keep your guys, mm -hmm. it is a big win in this day and age of football. And Mississippi State was able to do that. Institutional knowledge is priceless. Um... Wasn't there some weird questions about honoring Leach? They did that already, right? Someone online asked if Arizona's going to honor Leach. They already had a home game. I don't know why Arizona. Why would Arizona Leach. need to do it? They already released a statement and all that. Um, There's another question, a weird question, the presser about the heat in Mississippi. <laughs> no, there was. I'm, I know. I write, I'm not going to say who Jed asked said. it. But uh, so it was literally Jed was asked about the heat, and he said, I think we practiced in heat enough that our guys could handle it. Uh, 85 with humidity and 105 without it are pretty similar. I don't see heat being an issue. Yeah, I don't think all. that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna be a crutch one way or the other. But I will blame the heat if Arizona loses. Perfect. Okay, I like it. Um, Thank you. Shelby. I'd like another question. Okay, there we go. Justin Flo is a hot topic after only playing 11 snaps on Saturday against NAU. Did Fish mention anything about his status? So we had him at 10 snaps, Shelby. And yeah. Pro Football Focus gave him 11. 
I thought that didn't sound right until you so, just said that. Yeah, right. So I just want to make the point for you complaining on a home, he only played 10 snaps. He actually played 11. Couple things. Number one, I don't think they were really hiding Justin Flo. I know there's some discussion. I will say this during practice, we saw Arizona practicing the dollar package quite a bit. They didn't run that very much, if at all, against any of you. I'd have to go back and look. It felt when they were practicing that it was something that they would be using against the spread teams. They are going to use it extensively, I bet, against Mississippi State. Now, what that is, is basically you got your two corners. They had, like, every safety playing at once. They had Genesis, Gunner, uh, Dalton, and Isaiah Taylor on the field at once. They used Justin Flo as a pass rusher and basically said, with three linemen, and they said, Justin, attack. I think you're going to see that this weekend. Does that mean that they were hiding him? Not necessarily. And, and Jed said, um, you know, he had one play where he almost ripped the ball out. Uh, he came in physical. He chased down a wheel route and then got a tackle down the field. And believes his snap count will increase. And here's the key. As he continues to get confident in the system, more knowledgeable and is able to play within the system. That is the struggle with Justin Flo. And for instance, if Mississippi State comes out and is throwing the ball, Flo's not going to play that much. He just doesn't. The issues that he had at Oregon have absolutely carried on to Arizona. Now, run heavy teams, would I play Justin Flo? Absolutely. Pass heavy teams, would I play Justin Flo? No, you just can't. He's just not, for whatever reason. He's, he's just like, not reading the field. You know when, like, you get um, one of these canine, police canines, mm-hmm. and they do the thing, like, to show you their, their, what they can do. Right. And the, the cop, whatever it is, holds the leash of the dog, the German Shepherd, and tells the guy to run. And then the German, you let the German Shepherd go, and the German Shepherd runs you down. Right. Right? Yeah. That's Justin Flo. Right. You just say, go get him. Now, yeah. if it gets confusing and you have five people on the field and you let the dog go, yeah, maybe it becomes a it little bit. It gets a little different. confused because right. it's not a Belgian Malinois. Right. And so, <laughs> basically, like, Justin Flo is more of a unique weapon than an everyday back right now. Yeah, and that's okay. He's and learning this very complicated system. Do I think he'll play more on Saturday? Absolutely. Do I think we'll come out of it where he's played 40 snaps? No, not at all. I'd be surprised. But if he does, it's probably a good thing, to be honest with you, if he's able to make that jump. But you're still going to see more of Humili, and you're still going to see more of Manu. I just think that we're going to see that dollar package a little bit more, which will lead to more snaps from Flo. And honestly, it's not a bad thing to have more weapons in your arsenal. Like, if you know that we're going to be running or, you know, we're going to be facing a very heavy run team, then Justin's going to shine. Well, and I, and I think someone said it on the message board, like, how far has Arizona come where we're talking about, and Flo's not bad. He's not no, a bad player. No, he's not. But how far has Arizona come where Flo's coming off the bench? Like, Flo's a backup. Like, Arizona has some pretty good, like, Ty Ty was freaking, and, and Fish mentioned him, he was asked about him in Michael Lepp. Ty Ty was awesome against NAU. Blocked the kick, got in the backfield, all that. Ty Ty's a second stringer. Like, Arizona's got to, to a point where I said in the offseason, they have real depth. Like, this is real depth. They actually have it. 
There's always, and remember, kids, there's always a difference between quantity and quality. If I can tell you that Arizona goes too deep in the offensive line, or I'm sorry, the defensive line, but the two, the, the twos are walk-ons, no one cares. Who mm-hmm. cares? But if I'm telling you that they have a legit too deep on the defensive line where there's not really that big of a drop-off, that means something. And I, and I think that's kind of what we're seeing on the defense this season. Also, just having defensive packages being able to switch in and out, kind of like we saw Duke do tonight, very weird to say that with Arizona. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, like, you, and, and look, Bill Norton was awesome. I think he played 39 snaps. Yeah, it was Which is great. good. Was Maybe awesome. That's probably part of the reason why he was awesome. As he said, and he said it too. He goes, when we were at Georgia, when you look at our snap counts, our D-line was not playing the whole game. That is the key to a successful team. You tell your D-lineman you're going to get four plays right here, and then we're going to hopefully sub. And in those four plays, you give everything you possibly have. And then you get to go take a break. Yeah, and, 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 and Norton said that's what they did at Georgia, and that's what they do. If you look, watch successful schools, they rotate a lot on the defensive line. Maybe linebacker, not so much. That's fine. But Justin Flo eventually, I think, will get his numbers, his stat counts. And, and we're going to – I will say this. If he doesn't play on Saturday – and they're using that dollar package, I'd be very surprised because he was a, a mainstay in that thing during practice. Okay. All right. Well, how will Arizona likely adjust with Gunnar Maldonado out for the first half? Uh, successfully. No, yes. I'm <laughs> I'm I know not, how you feel about uh, I'm not a big Gunner guy. Um, you know, I, I just I don't see it. He doesn't grade out well. Um, hopefully I'm going to ask Johnny Nansen a little bit more. Uh, I asked Jed, and Jed basically, and, and kind of implied, like, basically he's going to have to sit in the first half, but he said, look, we have Isaiah, we have Dalton, we have Warnell, we have Genesis. They could maybe move Irby to more of a typical safety spot if Stukes can play. Uh, Takario Davis is possible to have a st- – I mean, they have guys, C7, all that. Um, he said that, you know, the smoothest transition, according to Jed, would clearly be just have IT, Isaiah Taylor start. Um, but – they're going to figure that out Tuesday and Wednesday. Again, if they're running the dollar package, it doesn't really matter. They're just going to play a bunch of dudes. Like, I could see a situation where Stukes is healthy. They have Irby, Dalton Johnson, Isaiah Taylor, and Genesis Smith on the field at the same time. Oh, great. I could see situations where they have IT, Dalton Johnson, Warnell, and Genesis Smith on at the same time. Like, I just think, so I this week is actually a little different. I don't think the the loss of Gunner is a big deal. The one thing I'm curious about, actually, is if in the first half, Arizona's pass defense and safeties are playing well, and then Gunner becomes eligible for that second half. Are we going to see him? Are we going to see him? How much we're going to see him? And if we do see him, whose snaps are he ta- is he taking away? That, to me, is actually the bigger story. I think the other big story is, is you reminded Jed that there was a player that was going to be ineligible for a half. Was he surprised this time? Oh, uh, no. No, okay. no. Okay. <laughs> no, no. He, he, and honestly, he... um. He has criticized Gunner. Like he, he, you know, he basically said today, like you got to avoid those hits. Um, you can't lead with your face mask. You got to turn a little bit more. It becomes, you know, you got to be disciplined and all that. So, um, you know, it's not something where he just said, "Oh, tough crap." Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think that he would do that anyway. But I was Chuck just, Cecil probably thought it was a great play. I was just, <laughs> I was just referencing you being a snitch last Monday. Um, for the other game. Well, and snitches wind up in ditches. That's Shelby. right. That's true. All right. Last question. Um, to kill me. What? What? I didn't say that. Okay. Okay. 
Anyway, uh, anything else of note from Monday's press conference? Glad you asked, Shelby. Um, there's a really annoying noise in the backyard. What is that? Anyway, uh, I you know it's funny. Jed was a big fan of the uh, of the clock rules, and he sounded like less of a fan this week because uh, he said Arizona only had four drives in the first half, ten possessions total. Um, you know, you gotta be efficient. You gotta, you know, it would have been a great day, but it was a, it was a weird game. Like Arizona only had five third down conversion attempts the entire game. Yeah. It was really weird. Uh, you know, he, he was very complimentary of the defense, but said basically the penalties have to go, especially against an SEC team. They can't get those personal fouls against Mississippi state. They'll get blown out. Mm -hmm. They, They just will. Um, the one thing that I think really stood out that was actually kind of cool was there was a play, um, with uh, with Jaden Dolores touchdown pass to T Mac that looked somewhat improvised, and he said that they watched the TV show on Netflix, The Quarterback, and there's I think every Wednesday there's a practice where Patrick Mahomes gets five minutes to come up with a play, and then practice it with his receivers, and he said basically Jaden decided that he was going to do the same thing, read the defense and then adjusted to that play, um, and they were on the exact same so. Um, he said laughingly, and I, but I think he was serious that basically once a week they're going to give Jaden five minutes, like they do Mahomes, to try to come up with a creative play, and if they can run it during a game, they'll they'll run it during a game. Ooh, I kind of like that creativity. Um, yeah. yeah, you're typing something. What's happening? Uh, I'm just laughing. Oh. Anyway, um, all right. Well, that does sound interesting. I think Jaden definitely has a, a creative mind, especially like the way that he reads the field. So if anyone can do it, probably he will. Correct. There so we this go. week we're going to do things a little different. Yes, some, we are. Uh, we're going to run the game preview on Thursday now. Yes, per recommendation. Per 24-7, <laughs> they've won out. We're going to run So we're gonna run the preview on Thursday um, and then we'll still do our post game. Maybe we'll add one more this week. We'll get mailbag of sorts. Yeah, mailbag. We do have people that are Maybe. jonesing for basketball news. Not that there's a ton. We'll see. I might have a JV football game. I need to attend on Thursday. Yes, our child will be dancing at the JV football game for Mountain View. Hopefully. We'll see. Yeah, she's got a. Well, it's not audition. It's sideline test. Test these kids. Sideline tests. For... I found out a lot about palms. If you're palm and you're listening to this, first of all, sup. Palm Second mom. All, palm mom. Um, if you were to not know anything about palm, you would think that you would need to call the police because every single one of these girls have huge bruises on their thighs. Yeah, they're because they they come down and they slap their thighs. And I, I didn't realize that they're slapping it this hard. Because they have bruises all over their legs. Yeah, it's crazy. So we we uh, pick her. We have a lot of arnica. <laughs> we have a lot of uh, just bruise mediation going on. We didn't expect this uh, having a dancer. But bruise mediation. Wow. Okay. Well, that doesn't sound good at all. It doesn't. But but thank you, know. you for joining us, Brielle. Would you like to tell everyone to bear down? Thank you, Brie. Oh, she said bear down. She's so far away. I don't know if yes. you heard her. Bear thank down. You. Bear down. Shout out the Mississippi State Graphic Department. You can't escape us. Twitter never goes away. But the cactus up the butt of the player was a fantastic touch. Very kinky. I don't, what? 